Hello and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie and with me as always is my friend and collaborator, the sleepiest boy to ever haunt your dreams, Eli Bolin. This is absolutely true because I am incredibly tired and if you dream about me, it will be unpleasant. <laughs> and you're also a very small boy. I am a very small boy. I'm daddy's fancy boy. <laughs> Well, you're in the right place, friend, because today uh, we're talking about Little Nemo, mm-hmm. the sleepiest of all uh, dreamers. Yes. Um, well, how has your week been, Eli? Oh, man. How has my week been? I've reached the point of exhaustion where I now have to like look at my calendar to tell you, to tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a little, it's been a minute. So um, yeah. what we do, we visited a, a friend of ours at a, at a farm uh that like lives on, is living on a farm upstate uh well, which is cool. which was fun uh we went to legoland ah very cool which is great they they like just opened but they like clearly mm-hmm. needed a little more um breaking in i think they needed to like practice a little more before they opened <laughs> sure. to the public yeah. um i so, think like, they were not even open pre covid this is like a very new yeah they opened open. Open mid mid cove, so cool, cool, great time to do it. Great, great time. <laughs> uh, and I uh, and I just with you, I saw you in person. Yeah, that was fun. We saw our, our friends Gordon and Leary and Julia Meinwald wrote a very nice yeah. musical about uh, the '96 Olympics uh, women's yeah. gymnastics team uh, called the Magnificent Seven. It's kind of like and, a song cycle, right? Yeah, I think it it is supposed to be like a a full fledged musical. I think there there is a book of some kind. Oh, okay. But and they, they just, just kind of they just did a concert selections. Yeah, gotcha, and and gotcha. and my wife Allison is in it, and mm-hmm. you brought uh, Margaret to it, and yeah. we all got to like see each other like people in a world. It's very exciting, and Allison's mom too. And Allison's mom, <laughs> yeah, who's, who's been cool. staying been staying with us, yeah, is up, upstairs right now hanging out. Cool. Yeah, and um, Allison was great. I mean, everybody was awesome, but uh, I mean, Allison, as always, just a star, star man, star yeah, power. star quality. Uh, just like um, Ava Peron, exactly. Yeah, star <laughs> just quality. a little bit of star quality. And uh, to any listeners, just know if you go to Don't Tell Mamas, be sure to bring cash because it is cash only, as we learned the hard way. Yeah, some Mike and I had to go to an ATM like down the block across the street it's like they don't even right. have their own atm they they really don't give a fuck so anyway how was uh how's your <laughs> how's your couple of weeks been um pretty good pretty good man uh it was yeah i was going to talk about seeing that show and that was a lot of fun it was good to see you and see i mean i like seeing musical theater shows you know like new musical stuff because i feel like i just always run into people that i know or people that i went to school with so that's always really fun um, in other news, what else? I went to Virginia a couple weeks ago to see my parents for the first time in almost two years. Uh, so that was good. We had oh, a lot nice. of rosé. Margaret went with me. We had oysters and that kind of thing, which makes us sound fancier than we are. But, uh, you know, there's, an, there's some oyster happy hours in the uh, D.C. metropolitan area we were able to get on. Uh, my other news is I got a, a handheld emulator, uh, which I've been really happy with. And it, so it's about the size and shape of a Game Boy, but the, the color of it is sort of like a wood grain finish. It's not real wood, but um, it looks wooden and, you know, it plays everything kind of up to about the N64 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, N64 emulation is a little spotty, but really everything else is nearly perfect. Um, but that's been a lot of fun. It's because, like, I don't know, I, I always, like, like retro games and i like thinking about retro games but before we started doing the podcast i hadn't like really gone back and played a lot of old stuff for a while Mm -hmm. but this is kind of makes easier and i've i've taken it outside and i don't know it looks the display is really nice so it looks really good even outdoors which is more than what i can say for the switch it just looks really good it plays really good and uh i've really been enjoying the ui more than anything where like I was able to scrape metadata from this French website for for all the games. I've got like maybe a thousand games on it. Oh my god. Yeah, right. <laughs> um <coughs> mostly like Super Nintendo, NES games like that, and Game Boy games too. But 
so that like when I go down the menu for everything, it's like, oh, there's a nice like title card for every game and there's a description of every game and like like a sample 30 second video for every game that plays. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's just like rather than just like a list of everything, it's grouped by system and I can kind of scroll down and things I've never played before. I can be like, OK, this is what this looks like. So it's been a very good experience to play with that and uh, get that set up. And it feels like very customized to me. So that's fun. And I've been playing that while I watch my my other obsession currently is a show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. Oh, yeah. Have the Tim Robinson this? show. I haven't watched the new season yet. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Patty Harrison is a national treasure. She's in a couple of sketches and she's incredible. That's been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying that. And I have watched it at this point, like, I don't know, like three or four times I've watched the whole season because every episode's like 18, 20 minutes long. So you can get mm-hmm. to it pretty quickly. And I think there are only like five or six episodes. Um, so I've just kind of been watching that on loop uh, while I play, <laughs> you know, Final Fantasy VI on my new handheld device. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, have, have you seen Schmigadoon yet? Oh, I've seen like two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's a, it's, I wasn't, I, I was actually expecting to not like it and I like yeah. it quite a bit actually. Yeah, I was, I wasn't sure, but I, I think it really kind of won me over quickly and mm-hmm. it did not, it did not win Margaret over very quickly. And as we were talking about it, I feel like the thing that I was able to get on board with so quickly was that I could tell that there was like a lot of like love for musical theater. It wasn't just like a gag of like, oh, they're in this musical theater town and everything's everyone's stupid. It was it felt like there was a lot of love for musical theater in it. Yeah. And there's so many specific references mm-hmm. that I felt like, OK, this I felt like, OK, I'm in good hands with the show. Yeah. You know, I feel like so many uh, stories about like, oh, we're in a musical now or sketches that are suddenly everyone's singing it kind of feels like a representation of what people who don't know what musicals are think musicals are they have Mm -hmm. this vision of like a bad musical in their head but because like it just feels like this has been really well orchestrated and really well like crafted and most of the rhymes are very funny and they're uh not i don't think they're slant rhymes i think it's all like I, I haven't that. yeah i haven't noticed any but i yeah yeah i appreciate the you know it's definitely very much of like a specific moment in musical theater where there's like oh like this is very much like music man oh yeah carousel you know the oklahoma yeah e- even that like feels specific to me mm-hmm. like even though it does feel kind of like the general idea of a musical in some ways i feel like it does feel like okay this is 1940s 1950s i mean even like brigadoon is a musical from from that era too yeah but yeah i'm enjoying it and have you seen oh have you seen inside yet oh yeah yeah we haven't talked about that we haven't talked about inside yeah incredible man i'm i love it i loved it so much yeah i uh which is not which is not an original opinion to have but (laughs) true true um yeah i i haven't really gotten back into it like i watched it and was like, oh, I want to watch this again, but I feel like it's so good. I want to like make that a special moment if I rewatch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I've been listening to the songs though because the soundtrack is is available. yeah yeah. That's I very think cool. I think his songs are really good. Yeah, man, he's he does it all, man. <laughs> yeah, he really does it all. He's he, a yeah, he's an incredible he, songwriter. He wrote it, he shot it, he wrote the songs, he produced them all, and in Logic, I think. Oh yeah, you um, can see some logic. Uh, yeah, you can see logic screenshots. In the background. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, yeah, I was very impressed. I've been yeah. playing around with some of the songs. Oh, they're cool, not cool. they're not super complicated, but they're like so tuneful, and he knows how to produce. I mean, he can really do yeah. everything. That guy. Yeah, again, this is uh, inside on Netflix, uh, shot Bo- and written by Bo Burnham and performed by Bo Burnham and lit by Bo Burnham. Yeah. Yeah, even that, the lighting is really impressive. Yeah, it's amazing what he was able yeah. to do. It's ins- it's very inspiring. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely like the best piece of like pandemic centric content there is. 
yeah. or lockdown content. Without ever mentioning the pandemic. But oh, like, that's a good point. I don't think I ever really thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, he never mentions it, but he specifically, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's obviously like yeah, pandemic art. I feel like actually that'll help it. It'll age better, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, like 10 years from now, it will not be like, when we're still want to watch that. When we're still in the pandemic because right. people won't get vaccinated. Or on the Omega variant. Yeah. Woof. Omega. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What do you, what do you plan? Should I go first? Usually sure. go first, but. Yeah. I'd, why, why, why wouldn't <laughs> we, why wouldn't we change it up? Yeah. Um, well, I guess my first news is I'm off of New Leaf. Uh, even though I liked it, I just I ended up not taking my 3DS with me to with to Virginia. So then I was it just seemed too hard to come back to it. Mm-hmm. So I have no nothing but warm feelings for New Leaf, and I might get back in there at some point. But currently, uh, currently away from it. I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. I did take my iPad with me, though, and I played this game called Fantasian a little bit, which is, it's like a free game if you have Apple Arcade, uh, and it's made by a lot of the people who, like, used to be, like, I guess on the Final Fantasy team at Square that are no longer there. I don't, I forget, like, if it's the director or, or what. I know that the soundtrack is actually by the the original Final Fantasy composer who holds a special place in my heart but uh i've only played like two hours of it but it's uh it's it's really good it feels like i i kind of had this feeling playing it that i got when i played a new final fantasy game for the first time that i have not felt you know maybe since i played like final fantasy 9 or 10 or something just because like more recent ones haven't uh you know really hit the same mark with me so i never really think to like play games on my ipad so i probably won't play it that much but you know when i get a chance to i'll i'll get back in there uh my big game though this couple of weeks has been skyward sword for the switch Mm. yeah so that's been a big one for me um how how has that been uh really good i you know i liked this game a lot when it came out on the wii uh 10 years ago i know a lot of people kind of remember it not so fondly because of the motion controls where you had to swing the Wiimote to swing the sword and everything. I didn't mind that stuff so much. I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, the, the gimmick didn't really get that old for me. Uh, but that said, I'm, I'm not playing it. Like you have the option of doing that with the Joy-Cons or you can just play it normally. And they kind of have an adapted version where the right thumbstick uh, kind of will do all the sword slashing you just kind of flick flick it in whatever direction and that works really well so i think if you were ever wanted to play this game or were frustrated by it you know 10 years ago that this is a a really good version of it and it also looks really good like the frame rate is very high so it's Mm -hmm. probably the smoothest zelda i've ever seen in that respect like for 3d zelda this looks really good I have um, to confess, I know nothing about Skyward Sword. I yeah. know that like that and Twilight Princess are the Wii games. I have right. Twilight Princess. I played it for maybe like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. like back in the day. I, I I haven't spent any time with it. I don't know if if it's are they are those similar games? Is Skyward Sword more kind similar of. to a different game? I, I feel um, like yeah, Skyward Sword timeline line wise sits in between Twilight Princess and uh, Breath of the Wild. But in terms so, of gameplay, what, is it similar to another game at all? Any I, of the other ones? It's pretty similar to... I, I would say most similar to Twilight Princess, actually. Okay. Except for, like, the sword stuff. But I okay. feel like just the way you navigate the world, it feels feels a lot, a lot like that. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, and I feel like the, the dungeons, I really like the puzzles and the dungeons... I mean, it was the last Zelda game that feels like it has, like, that Zelda template that, you know, they kind of threw out with Breath of the Wild. So, right. Um, I don't know. They're, they're fun weapons, fun items to find. All the bombs grow as flowers, so that's kind of cute. 
the only other thing I've been playing is that's worth mentioning, and I've been playing it on my uh, little device. Uh, is Metroid Zero Mission? I got Metroid Fever, man. I don't know after last week or after last episode. Yeah. Um. So Metroid Zero Mission is a Game Boy Advance game that's basically like a, a remake of the very first Metroid from the NES. But oh, it's I, like, I I read about that. I think when like in the middle of like research for oh cool the last week's ep- like the last episode yeah i mean it, it basically is a version of the game that just kind of starts from scratch and fixes all the pro- like it has the same form of the the original game but it just kind of fixes all the problems of like gameplay so it feels like it has more of a structure it has like objectives it's the map is consolidated a bit, so it's harder to get lost. Um, you feel like you kind of get to the next item a lot more organically. And I guess it's longer, too, because I got to the point where I like beat Mother Brain. I was like, okay, I finished this game. Cool. And now there's like this whole other part of the game I didn't know about. And that's kind of where I am so far. Oh, damn. And like, yeah, I won't talk about it too much because I feel it's kind of spoilery, but... Um, I'll get your mission. I'll try to get Check to it, it before I die. Yeah. It's <laughs> Which, actually like yeah, I got a couple short. weeks, so. All right, cool, cool. TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, maybe TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, but I was able to get through all that stuff in like just two settings, so it's it's mercifully short, it seems. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll rum that shit. Yeah, rum that shit. Speaking of what and this is my last one, I promise. I'm also uh I wanted to like start a replay of Final Fantasy VI that I can just kind of leisurely play through on my device. But I, I ended up, like, learning how to mod a ROM, which I've never done. Oh. Yeah, so I found out, like, a version, like, a, a mod that you can install into the ROM where it, like, fixes some minor bugs from the game, the, any, the Super Nintendo version of the game, but also, like, updates the script with some of the script... And like enemy name changes that they made for the Game Boy Advance version, but the sound from the Game Boy Advance version sucks a lot, so it's recommended to not play that version of the game. But uh, it was a lot easier to do than I thought. So, but I still feel like a wizard having done it. Yeah, I so. found that that a lot of Game Boy Advance games, the sound is like kind yeah. of um, degraded sounding, mm-hmm. like a little distorted or pixelated. I right. guess due to the the limitations, which is odd because it's like a 32-bit system, but the sound yeah. is not great. I guess it was this weird crossroads of like getting away from having the system be like having a synthesizer built into it. But before like there were like the file sizes were allowed to be big enough to just have, you know, good audio quality. Yeah, they fi- they figured that out with the DS. Yeah. It's a damn, damn good. good system. Well, speaking of damn good systems, should we talk about uh, Little Nemo and oh, on the well, damn good system? The I, Nintendo- I, mm. I haven't talked about what I'm playing yet. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we, we switched <laughs> orders and threw everything yes. off. Yes. I was like, something feels wrong, but I guess this is next. But yes, Eli, what are you playing? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm playing. Um, what It's so funny because my kids will just like all of a sudden get really into something and then like that yeah. ends up being what I'm playing. So uh my kids are now really into Mega Man. Oh no. <laughs> and so I've been playing a lot of Mega Man and it started with Mega Man 2. Okay. Which, not a bad place to start. Uh, I'm told that that's like one of the if not the classics of the series. Yeah. Two um, and three. So um it started because that store we go to Digital Press has one of those and I've mentioned this before cuz uh, I think it was originally it was like the original Legend of Zelda that Harry was into, but uh, they have mm. like one of those old cabinets where you can pick a game to play out of like they have oh, like cool. it has like a ton of NES games in it, and they would have these at arcades, and you could like cycle through like let's say like ten different NES games to play, and there's like Excite Bike on there and Gradius yeah. and the original Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda, and one of the games is for some reason is Mega Man Two, and Harry just like loved it for some reason yeah and so i I downloaded the rom to play at home 
And then Walter got into it. And so then the kids started loving Mega Man. They started dressing up as Mega Man. Wow. They, they pretend okay. they pretend to be the different bosses. Um <laughs> they they like act out the it's 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 it, they like act out boss fights. Um just today they went back to digital press uh without me. I was doing some work at home. Mm-hmm. Uh and Harry came home with like a little Mega Man stuffy, which yeah. is sleeping with him in his crib tonight. He's asleep <laughs> right now with a little tiny Mega Man in his crib. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And so <laughs> so we ended up thank thanks to the rewind function uh of ROMs, I was we we're finally able to beat Mega Man 2. Um congratulations. Thank God that game is so hard. <laughs> All the Mega Man games are incredibly yeah. difficult. So, so difficult. Yeah. Uh, and and if the, I recall, that last boss, you can only beat him with like the bubble weapon. Yeah, there's certain. Yeah. I had to use guides to like yeah. learn like which weapons you want to use on different bosses and things like yeah. that. Um, yeah, the alien you have to use the bubble weapon yeah. when he tur- when Doctor Wily turns into the alien. Um, it's it's so so hard, <laughs> um, and but finally finally beat that game. And then downloaded something uh, called for the play is oh, only for the PSP. I got the ROM mm. for it called like Mega Man Powered Up or something, oh, which okay. is it's Mega Man One, the original Mega Man, but with like upgraded graphics and like the characters oh, like okay. talk and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's so I downloaded that and it has an easy mode, thank God, oh, good. which is still pretty difficult. Um. So we've been making our way through that. We haven't finished it yet. Oh, but the cool. the kids love it. So there's like one of the bosses in that is Cutman. And right. because there's like actual like spoken dialogue in this one, like Harry has already memorized some of the dialogue <laughs> and wants and like wants to like act out boss fights with like with the dialogue. Oh, that's cool. Um and like they love they just like love Mega Man. And <laughs> has luckily, your opinion the- of Mega Man changed at all? I mean, I still think it's really the get what I have played is is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's also just like a Capcom thing in general, like mm. the intense difficulty, which which we'll get into. Sure. I'll, I'll get into as we discuss a little Nemo. Um, but yeah, just like punishing difficulty, it's hard. It's just hard, hard stuff. But the kids love it, and. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind tackling a Mega Man, one of the Mega Man games, eventually. Oh, sure. I think, I mean, I think it's bound to happen, event, you know. Yeah, we gotta at some point. We gotta at some point, yeah. yeah. So that's that's been the main thing. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm back in my village on New Leaf. And, Very uh, cool. I did, I did miss the K.K. Slider concert a couple of days ago. But of course, I can always set the date and it's just like, I can play it tonight and say that it's Saturday instead of Monday. Well, that's and true, yeah. Go you know if you can me. if you can sleep at night but with, with doing that you know yeah <laughs> i know I, I don't know if i can i think it's fine i think it's fine but yeah i haven't been spending as much time playing it as i as i used to mm-hmm. but it's still a nice a nice place to go nice yeah. place to hang good old yeah. harryton where everyone knows your name everybody does know my name <laughs> the i'm the one person nicknames. i'm the one person everyone seems to care about well, let's uh, move on to talk about our game this week, which is Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Master you, of Dreams. Are you even ready? I don't, I don't know if I ready? am. Not really. I don't know if I am. So this is a game for the NES uh, from 1990, uh, developed and published by Capcom. And uh, other games from that same year are like, we have Super Mario World in Japan, F-Zero, Mega Man 3, Dragon Quest Four and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker for Sega Genesis. Amazing. We got. We should really play that sometime. Yeah, totally. But uh, some other. Oh yeah. So Little Nemo is based on, or the game is based on this the Japanese animated film Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, uh, which itself is based on the comic strip Little Nemo in Slumberland. Uh, by Windsor McKay that ran in the New York Herald and the New York American for various stretches between 1905 uh, to 1927. And it's basically about a boy named Nemo who goes on surreal adventures through his dreams with a couple of sidekicks 
Uh, one of which I'll just say is a quote unquote African imp. That's uh, great. Which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine the egregious, terrible stereotypes present in a comic from 1905. But uh, I will say I looked at some of the comic strip and it is kind of cool that McKay like experimented a lot with like the shapes of like the comic boxes and in some ways to like represent the surrealism of the dreams um, in ways that I, I think look really cool still today or like even times with like the characters like playing with like the letters from from the comic strip title stuff like that and it kind of reminded me of like a lot of like like Calvin and Hobbes Sunday strips would do similar things with like the shapes of the boxes or sometimes they would be circles mm -hmm. and they yeah. would play with like negative space just to kind of show like scale. So basically uh, this game is an adaptation of, or I don't know, just, yeah, I would say an adaptation, I guess of the, the same story. So you are, it is the year 1905. It starts in New York city, I guess. Um, and this young boy Nemo is visited in his dreams by a sort of clown messenger, I guess, who tells him that he is summoned by the princess of Slumberland to be her playmate. And Nemo is hesitant because apparently she is a girl, but the messenger then convinces him to go with candy. So, and Nemo says, well, if a stranger is offering me candy, it can't be all bad. It's a good uh, message for children. Yeah, he literally says something that crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, so then, yeah, after a couple levels, you finally meet the princess and she gives you a, a scepter called the Morning Star um, to help her save her father, King Morpheus, who's been kidnapped by the Nightmare King. Uh, and this is just like a standard kind of NES side scroller, although it's probably as almost as vertical as it is horizontal. And in every level, you are collecting keys to unlock doors at the end of the level. So if you miss a key, you have to go back and search for it. Uh, you do not have a weapon, so to speak. You are armed with candy, which cannot kill enemies, but it can knock certain enemies out. Or not really just stun them for a couple seconds. But there are certain animals that are a little more friendly to you. And if you feed them candy you can ride them around and they'll help you. And this is kind of the main gimmick of the game, I guess, or the puzzle solving mechanic, mm -hmm. because there are certain places that you can't climb by yourself. But if you're on top of a lizard or a gorilla, they can climb the wall or the lizard can help you get under narrow spaces, or there's a bee you can get on who can fly. And I think there's a mouse that helps you swim or something like that. The frog, do you say the frog already? Oh yeah, there's a frog. It helps you, you can like jump quickly. high spaces, and the frog can help you jump on enemies. Oh, which that's is, true. Which is something that's that's shockingly rare in this game that you have <laughs> the ability to do that, which is definitely like a frustration factor for for me. Oh, absolutely for me. We'll we'll defo get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think in general, uh, despite what we're going to talk about, <laughs> this game was highly praised at the time. Although it is uh, regarded to be "quote unquote" difficult, even by NES standards, I put that in quotes, but I, I didn't attribute it to anyone. So that's somewhere on Wikipedia if you want to look it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically they're all there is to the game. You're a a little boy with candy, and some animals kill you, and some animals will help you. You have to collect keys, and then at the and then the final section. It's the gameplay changes, and then you're fighting like a bunch of bosses in succession. Oh, right, because you just kind of shoot magical beams with the the scepter, right? And I I didn't reach that part of the game, but I I watched ah. the whole final level so I could see what that was all about. Yeah, I did too. I I got maybe two levels in before I was like, okay, this yeah. is all I can take of yeah. this. Pretty but much. I was surprised to see like it looks like that. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you can get through all the levels in a couple of minutes. But it looks like that last level is, I don't know, like watching a a good playthrough of it. It looks like that level is like maybe 10, 15 minutes long, mm -hmm. like even for someone that knows it. So it's really right. quite an undertaking. Yeah. I mean, what are Eli, what are your kind of initial impressions of this game? So, you know, this I think for me, it goes similar. It's similar to 
how I think I view a lot of these older games that people seem to have a lot of nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I feel this way maybe about a lot of Capcom games in general. I, I found I found it to be very, very difficult, even from the first level. So as Nemo, you know, all you can do is throw candy and it'll it'll either help you embody a creature, whether you mm-hmm. climb on top of them or you like in this like the frog. It's like you climb into its mouth and it looks like you're like wearing its skin or something. <laughs> um, and so there's that. Right. I think the frog might be the only. Maybe it's not the only, but I, I remember that like for the most part, the animals that help you out that you ride they each can like do like a specific like one or two things, but um, can't always like give damage. I remember the frog can like jump on other enemies and 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 kill them or knock them out, mm-hmm. but like like the lizard for example can't um, right. can like climb up walls and stuff. But you can't if you jump on another creature, it'll it'll kill you and it'll kill you instantly. That's the other thing is like you'll you get killed pretty quickly in this game. Yeah. And I know there's some animals that, like, when you embody them or you ride them, you can't even jump. I know the gopher is one of those. Oh, um, right, right. I found the game to be just very, very difficult. And yeah. um, And then there's, like, a respawn factor, which is, like, if you, like, kill a creature or even if you like jump on a creature you like you feed it the candy and it lets you ride it if you scroll even just like a tiny bit off screen and then scroll back ever the back. It, every, everything is back yeah, yeah um and if you just stand on one spot like the creatures cycle on and cycle on and cycle on and so it's it's really hard i found it really hard to find windows to like move on in certain areas yeah. cuz i was waiting for like that moment where I could like jump onto this ledge so I could jump onto the next ledge or whatever. And yeah, um, I'm thinking of like that tree, like when you climb up as the gorilla. Uh-huh. Yep. yep and yep, there are those yep, like yep. kind of floating dandelion things. Those things are evil. Those like floofy so bad. little fluff balls that yeah. float down and they're constantly falling. They're constantly respawning. They're, they follow you as you move. Yeah. And um, so those were, those were very difficult to deal with. Um, so it just was a, a very hard game. And then also there's the whole thing of like to finish a level, when you get to the end of a level, so there's a door and then there's just like a bunch of locks next to it. Let's say there's like six locks. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find all those keys. So like the first time I played through, I got there and I was like, and I had like four keys. And so there were two locks left and I was like, yeah. oh, damn, you I have to go back go and find two keys. Until you find them, right? and, I, and I remember like I found one key like fairly easily and then it took me like a really long time to find that last key. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a fan of this. Um, <laughs> and so I think I made it through that and then like the second level. I, I didn't have a lot of fun, I think, because of, of all those yeah, difficulty factors. Totally. And I was, I was ready to throw in the towel pretty quickly. Um, because of the lack of the fun factor for me, I, I thought that there was so much about the game that, the, or, or there was there was a bunch of stuff about the game that felt like was very creative. The whole sure. like throwing candy and like oh like I can like temporarily be this animal, temporarily be that animal, like all, all that kind of stuff. Like having the different powers temporarily, like sure it's it's like in a way it's not that different from like Mario putting on the raccoon suit or the tanuki sure. suit or the frog suit. But even, I feel like there, it has, like, potential for, like, more interesting puzzles because, like, so much of them are, you know, like, you know, open up new areas or, like, oh, you can only get to this one place if you're the lizard. And so I, I can see it, like, there are some places where there is a sequence of things. It's like, okay, you get the lizard so that you can go into the small thing so you can get the bee costume. And if you get the, well, not the costume, but you get the bee. And now that you have the bee, you can get over to the other part. So it's like, I like the idea of of sequences like that, of like kind of a, a puzzle box that's unlocking as you go. But it's so hard to see that through all of like the other like inconveniences of this game. Mm-hmm. It's like the, because really, really that idea is not that different in some ways from 
all of like the different Mario outfits and things like that. Totally. But but it's done so much more skillfully and and artfully mm-hmm. in those games. Um it was just like I found it very very difficult and and difficult yeah. to the extent that it 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 wasn't super fun for me. Totally. Me either. I don't know. I don't yeah. it's the part of me is like who's this game for? Right. Cuz it's like there's something that's like very like cute about it visually yeah, so you like it looks like childlike. it would be a game it looks like it would be a game for small children but it's mm-hmm. it's difficult for me as like a 42 year old man so I'm right. like <laughs> what is I don't know these old games are so hard cuz I, I I saw when I went on on YouTube I was like complete playthroughs by people of this game are like 40 minutes yeah I'm like you have to like really know what you're doing and really be good at this game to do that. So I'm like, what's wrong with me that I'm just like, <laughs> I spent, you know, like well over an hour, like on like the first couple of levels. Well, and... I think if you're up- uploading a uh, playthrough of little Nemo onto, uh, onto YouTube, you obviously are someone <laughs> who has a, a strong working knowledge of the game. Yeah. You put, you already put the time in. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my main take on it is like there's a yeah. lot of cool ideas that I I didn't really enjoy because of of how difficult it was in terms of um mm. the gameplay and um yeah that's it yeah I would agree with just about all of that because I I you hadn't really thought of it that way but there's so many things where it's like almost really close to being a cool idea for for a game mechanic but something else just kind of obliterates that like like yeah again it's cool that oh rather than having like a gun or just like a magic beam or something like that you are throwing candy and that it can you know help you in some ways and it enlists the help of certain animals but like it is so frustrating that the 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 candy doesn't permanently get rid of non-helpful animals or enemies it just freezes them yeah and for like two seconds before they're Mm -hmm. just right back on you and and even the enemies that like or the the animals that help you they can hurt you even if they're not like swinging their arms and trying to attack you if you just touch them you'll lose health before you throw three pieces of candy into their mouths and that's frustrating because it like also just doesn't really make sense like there's no reason why they couldn't just have this animal. You can pass through it and it's not a big deal because it's like, oh, it's a friendly animal. It's whatever. But there are all these little things that I feel like they decided, oh, this will make the game more challenging. And because I think this was a time when they thought, okay, challenging equals more fun. Or also, I guess, from the arcade game where more challenging equals more quarters. But right. Yeah. That's the thing. I just wanted it to be more fun. Yeah. And I just didn't, I wasn't having fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I put in the same amount of time where I, I stuck it through two whole levels and then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to watch a playthrough. I'm going to see the ending of the game to see what kind of weird magic they do here with these weird little cutscenes, And that's it for me. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. Like there's also potential in like the verticality of the levels. It is kind of cool how like, you can go up and down, but there's also like, uh, like there's certain areas where you can like go underwater or go up in a tree. And even though in like the screen stops rising, but if you get to the top, it'll go to a new screen. But like it, that, that felt confusing to me because there's no indication of like, Oh, you, yes, you should climb all the way up to this. Mm-hmm. Or I've just played enough video games where if I see water and if I see like, a point where the water stops at the bottom, I think, oh, that will kill me. So I don't want to right. do that. Now, there is a dude at the beginning of the level two who says, uh, my friend Oompy wants to meet you and they're in the water or something like that. But, and I guess that's supposed to be your hint to like, oh, here's some water, go to the bottom of it. But I don't know. It just looks like, oh, this is just a water trap to kill you. So it wasn't until I watched a playthrough, I looked it up, that you have to go under the water and they will tell you something, or I, I think that's how you get one of the keys to in that level. Mm-hmm. Just is not clear about what the rules are. Same way with, like, some animals will 
let you hop on enemies to kill them and some won't it's kind of like i don't there's no way of me knowing what these rules are other than just like trying it and dying which feels cheap (laughs) yeah it really does yeah oh i remember what else i was gonna say was like the fact like you brought up that this is a capcom game and for me that when i was a kid always spelled promise (laughs) because i actually you know i liked mega man like mega man 2 and 3 a lot Mega Man 1 is, again, like, too hard. Um, but other games that, like... This also had such a cartoony box art that it looked appealing to me as a kid. I didn't play it as a kid, but I remember seeing it in, in, in Nintendo Power and thinking, oh, that looks cool. Um, but they also made those games, like... There was a Rescue Rangers game for NES that I love the hell out of that game. We have that. We actually have the cartridge of it. Oh, Walter, that's so cool. Walter was really into the show last summer oh, cool. 2020 and so we we tracked down an inexpensive an, an copy of the cart that he played for a little while that's cool but uh yeah i love that game and like the ducktales uh nes game is that's a just, classic that's a classic so like there is potential you and you sort of like see like the you could tell it's like okay i think this is made by the same artist as those games it feels like it's from the same world, but it just does not deliver in the same way. Mm-hmm. So that's a big disappointment. And the box art looks good. It looks like like it's like a Disney movie or something. And I think I always, even though this is my first time playing the game, I always was kind of had in the back of my head as a game I wanted to play someday. I was like, oh, that game looked really cool. I bet that it's going to be this kind of vast adventure. And it felt you know, so much smaller of a game than I mm-hmm. thought it would be and so much less fun. When so. I think about all those, you know, all those Atari 2600 games that had box art that looked like a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you play the game and it's like, Block Man <laughs> uses block weapon to open block door. Uh, well, should we rate this? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we've, basically given our impressions i'm going to give this five out of ten clown candies um yeah not a fan not a fan of little little nino you kind of disappointed me eli what do you think of the game um i'm gonna give it a solid three out of ten frog skins (laughs) since nemo wears that frog's skin like a suit yeah and it's very disturbing to see. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you're right. And that's all I'm going to think of you now. You see his head poking out, his face poking out of the frog's m- distended mouth. God. It's upsetting. It's like, is his I, body inside the frog's stomach cavity? Yeah. We'll never What's know for sure. All right. Well, that uh, is a perfect segue to our next segment. What makes it sing? a song about like something about this game struck me as like it's like almost really creative mm-hmm. but like all the things were like come i mean it kind of reminded me of monster party in a way because it's like mm-hmm. come to this magical place of things you've never dreamed of like a frog yeah <laughs> like a gorilla oh can you believe it this mountain is a mushroom it kind of was like all this very low-level Alice in Wonderland things. Or like there's a level, level seven is called Topsy Turvy. And it's like, look, it's an upside down house. Can you imagine? Little boy in your bed, open the window. There's a clown at hat in the sky. He came on a Zeppelin. Take you away. Oh, 
The land made of nightmares they cry Step inside my frog suit It won't hurt a bit Unless you're the frog Don't think about it too much <laughs> Don't think about it too, too much Chum, chum, chum Like a frog with a mouthful of oh boy. Boy, <laughs> ride a silverback gorilla. <laughs> Let him take you up a tree. Falling in love, you and me. Your gorilla will punch a bee. Making love to a silverback gorilla on a Saturday night. <laughs> Me and my gorilla gonna do some climbing and punching. Some climbing, punching, no times. When I see something that I want, I throw my candy at it. <laughs> throw my candy at it. I ain't ashamed. When I see something that I want, I get real handy at it. I throw my candy at it. <laughs> my candy at it. And now you know my name, my little Nemo. Little Nemo. Girl, you're gonna scream, oh, say my name. I'm the candy motherfucker from space. I'm a dream master I throw my candy at you Throw his candy at you Dream master Catch it in your mouth I can wear your skin like a suit I can teach you how to play the flute Ride your lizard body like a newt Cause a newt is a lizard don't get cute <laughs> I had a crazy dream <laughs> I had a crazy dream Like no one ever dreamed I was a man with some candy Wait <laughs> No, wait, 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 wait I lost it had a crazy dream like no one ever dreamed He had a crazy dream like no one ever dreamed There were some things i seen like no one's ever seen Here the things he's seen like no one ever seen I saw a frog That's it I saw a frog That's it? Yeah <laughs> I saw a monkey, I saw a lizard, I saw a bee, then I woke up, <laughs> it was the craziest dream, it was the craziest dream, nah, I don't know. Sleeping when I woke up, I was in a very strange place. I was there, I didn't know. That's cool, I like that groove. There was like I could talk to animals, animals. There was a forest made of mushrooms. There was a garden made of flowers, flowers, a house of toys. For girls and boys, whoa! The only thing that I didn't have was love. I didn't have love. I saw animals dancing by the light of the moon. Oh, 
couldn't see what they were talking about, but they were said that they were gonna kill me. Yeah, I until I threw a piece of candy at them. I said, "Suck on that, boys! Suck on that, boys!" Whoa. They call me the Dream Master. I'm the master of dreams, master of dreams. They call me the Dream Master, master of dreams, master of dreams. Yeah. A dream is a thought you have when you're asleep. But the dreams are the things I have all the time. I dream when I'm awake, dream when I'm asleep, dreaming on the street, dreaming when I'm making, ah, uh, making fried artichokes for you. Dreaming when, dreaming when I'm making spinach lasagna. I dream, I'm dreaming about. Is a song a dream? Is this dream a dream? Is everything a dream a dream? I didn't know if I was really dreaming or if it was just a dream about having another kind of dream. I don't know if I know what dreaming is or if you know I don't. I don't know if I'm singing or if I'm asleep. <laughs> Is this really a song? Really a song, baby? Just call me the dream master, master of dreams, master of dreams, baby. Just call me the dream master, master, master of dreams, master of dreams. I can, I can master anything. the idea of the dream the dreams just being like boring yeah that's pretty funny to me call me the dream master it was the like I, I dreamed i went to whole foods yeah. and i bought and i bought some organic bread <laughs> do you think it has that same kind of approach as monster Park? i mean i guess that's why i thought of the white rabbit songs like because, like, what if it's, like, the framing of it is someone being, like, and it's this dark dream world I had. Yes. One door leads to Whole Foods <laughs> and the Nile of... Isle of... Um, Kroger's? The Isle of Salted Nuts. <laughs> One door leads to Target, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the leads to butts. Oh, dreams. I had a crazy dream. have these crazy dreams. One door leads to one door. Through one door is Chipotle. And the other, the DMV. <laughs> one door is... Um, one door is JCPenney. <laughs> and the other... And the other is 203 Sixth Avenue. Nothing mm -hmm. particular there, just an apartment building. The others, 203 West 42nd, or others, 203 West 48th Street. 
There's not one in particular that lives there. It's just uh, an apartment building. But it was in my dream. I had a crazy dream. One door is your closet and one a laundromat. <laughs> one door is your backyard. The other has a cat. It Ooh. was a dream. I had a crazy dream. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. My dream. It was a crazy fucking dream. <laughs> Should we, like, I'm, bring in some of the stuff that, like, kind of happens in dreams where it's like, it was a house that I grew up in, but it was kind of different. It was but, the house that I grew up in, but it didn't look like the house that I grew up in. All the rooms were different, but I still knew it was my house somehow. I don't know how I knew it, but I knew it in my dream. It was a dream. Yes, it was a crazy dream. I dreamt that I was falling. I fell from a bicycle to the ground, but the ground disappeared and I kept falling and then suddenly I was falling off a bridge, but that bridge was 10 feet off the ground and then it was right above my lawn. It was a dream. <laughs> it was a boring dream. It was a very spooky dream. <laughs> I dreamt that I was flying, but only three inches above the ground. And then I realized in the dream that I was dreaming, so I thought that I could control the dream, but it didn't work, and I was still only three inches above the ground. <laughs> it was a very crazy dream. I'm the dream master, uh, but I have no control over my dreams. <laughs> yes, I'm the dream master, but a master of dreams with no mastery of dreams. <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So someday I can control my dreams Cause I've heard that if you control your dreams Then you can make them come true But I don't know how to do that, do you? <laughs> and if you do, can you please tell me? Cause I don't know I don't know how to control my dreams. I would like to control my dreams so I can fly wherever I want or make love to Patricia Cat or Camilla Cabello. I wanna be a dream master. Master of dreams, master of dreams, baby, dream master. Master of dreams, master of dreams, baby, oh, I wish that I could master my dreams. Will you hold my hand as I reach down to master? My dreams. <laughs> I wanna be a dream master, master of dreams, master of dreams, baby, dream master, master of dreams, master of dreams, baby. He wants to be a dream. 
Somehow, uh, then I dreamt that I was falling. I fell from a bicycle to the ground, but the ground disappeared, and I kept falling. And suddenly, I was falling off a bridge, but that bridge was three feet off the ground. It was right above my lawn. It was a dream. What a crazy, messed up dream! These dreams. Oh, I can't control these dreams. I wanna be a Master of dreams, master of dreams, baby. Dream master, master of dreams, 
That's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bit Parade Pod and email us your questions or game suggestions at bitparadepod at gmail.com. Uh, and we've got a little bit of listener mail that just came in uh, yesterday morning. Um, I won't read this word for word, uh, but a friend of the pod, Ian Leroy, who's a music director I know, just uh, emailed me saying he and his girlfriend just started listening. Uh, to our first episode, Mario is Missing, over breakfast, and really, really enjoyed it. And it was their first introduction to the phrase, piss up a rope. Um, So that was, uh, they're really thankful to have that added to their vocabulary. And they've also been adding the yeah from everybody backstreet's back to uh, Mario is Missing while they're singing it around the house. So it's exciting (laughs) that they're singing it around the house. That's awesome. Um, I also wrote back to, to say that we were also unfamiliar with uh, pissing up a rope that you just kind of like pulled it from your subconscious <laughs> and he wrote back saying incredible work and Eli's subconscious sounds like a magical place oh that's very kind and I couldn't agree more so that's a thank you Ian for that yeah what a guy. Uh, Eli where can our listeners find you our listeners can find us uh, me us us me <laughs> I'm, I'm Eli Bolin on Instagram and Twitter and uh, I will be there ranting and raving for years to come, unless I uh, I, I die, which you know I wouldn't. Don't. I wouldn't. I, I'll try not to. What about you? Uh, I'm at my Petri on Twitter. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, I've kind of my traveling schedule is kind of made twitching a little uh, twitchy for me. But in theory, I'm there on Wednesday nights and Friday afternoons, either doing music production stuff. Um, or playing games for this podcast. So uh, check me out there. Uh, I'm also on SoundCloud, and I'm also on MikePetri.com, uh, which just happens to be a website all about me. <laughs> hey, uh, I like this. And you can uh, uh, check out Ridley Jones on Netflix uh, for uh, stuff that I've orchestrated. That's a new show that the kids will love, I'm sure. Um, speaking of music, all the music in this episode is by the two of us, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerd faith artish. And uh, also big thanks to Tony Ramos for suggesting Little Nemo for this for this week's episode. Uh, Tony, oh, yes. uh, I don't know if you like this game or not, but... Uh, but damn you to hell. But damn you to hell. Don't or forget it... to subscribe. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Damn you to hell, but we love you. Thank you so much, Tony. Yes, thank you, Tony. Don't forget to subscribe to Bid Parade on your favorite podcatcher, and please rate and review us. If you do, we might read your review on the show. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade with Mike Petrie and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle Prince of Persia. Until then, how, how are you going ma- to master my... <laughs> you say it, did you say it at the same time? Yeah, let's try it. One, two, two three. three. How, how are you, you going to master, master my dreams if you, if you can't, can't master, master my, my heart? heart? And I'll melodyne it together in post. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>